Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm glad that you are listening. It's going to be a great day. I'm kind of following up on yesterday's message as I've talked about Abraham. I've talked about his call from God to leave his home and to go to a new land that God was going to bless and how how important obedience was. And it's, it's such an important topic. I thought I'd need to hit another day on it. And I know that God's going to use you because I know you're going to be obedient to what he lays in your heart. When you pray in the morning or in the evening or throughout the day, say, God, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? God, I want to listen to you. Lord, take care of me. Watch over me. Give me wisdom and give me understanding. And he will. Our Heavenly Father, lead us all. Lead us all to what where you'd have us go. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your will, always listening, always looking, always being aware of what's around us. Lord, I love you. I thank you for these great listeners. Lord, bless them this year. May they honor you in wonderful and powerful ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, continuing on, and if you didn't listen yesterday, you can go in the archives and and listen because I think it'd be important for you to to, uh, hear. But when you follow the direction of God, he keeps his promises and you can count on him. You can always count on the promises of God. I'm sure many of you have been promised things in life, but you've been let down. Someone promised you a job. Someone promised you an inheritance. Someone promised you uh, to go somewhere with you. Something has happened and you were let down. Folks, it's a little different with God. With God, you can count on it. He will keep his promise. As he told Abraham, I will make a great nation out of you. I will lead you, take care of you, and bless everything your, that comes your way. With God, you can count on it. Hebrews eleven nine says, By faith he made his home in the promised land. He's talking about Abraham. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him on the same promise. See, Abraham stepped out on faith and believed God wanted to do some great things in his life and guided every step. Such an easy but important principle in our lives is believing and trusting God. Oh, we can say, I believe. We can say, I trust. You believe and trust every time you get in your car. You believe you're going to keep the car on the road. I was just thinking about this last night, driving down the road. How many accidents, how many people are killed on the road? And thinking, man, you know, it's so easy that we can be killed on the road. And I said, Lord, thank you for protecting us. All of us have had friends, I think, that have been killed on the road. We had a friend that. Uh, ran and uh, got stuck on a on a uh, railroad uh, track and was killed by a by a train. A tragic tragic accident. I've, a lot of people, different accidents. Had a friend that that was going over the Blue Mountains and lost control, went off the cliff, uh, went off the hill, and was killed. I remember that. I remember all sorts of different uh, terrible situations. We don't know, but we believe when we get in the car that we're going to be safe and God's going to watch over us. And of course, he gives us wisdom to try to make good decisions, try to go to the speed limit, try to keep an eye out for the others. But sometimes you have no control. Sometimes you don't know what others are going to do. So we don't know what our timing is. We always must remember this. It's all about God's timing, not ours. 
So many times in life, we try to rush God. I'm, I'm famous for that because I'm very impatient, and I know that, and I I think I try to work on that. <laughs> but we're impatient, and so we, we want God to do something really fast. We want some healings. You know, we pray for healings all the time. I have a very close friend that is... Uh, come down with cancer, and I'm just praying that God would touch her life in a huge way and and heal her. And uh, I just, I've won it so bad, and God has already done it four, four times, previous times, and I just think he's going to do it again. He's going to touch and heal. I was able to pray with her the other day, and I'm grateful that God hears our prayers. There are uh, many people like myself. I'm not the only one that's impatient. In fact, Pastor Allen, who took my place, He's impatient too. So there you go. You got pastors that continue to be impatient. Many coaches struggle with this because they want their teams to to perform well immediately. You've heard the saying, it takes time to build a program. And that's true. Uh, You know, he who waits on the Lord will renew their strength and mount up with wings like eagles. Paraphrased a little, God is anxious for you and I to be a part of his plan. And he just wants obedient faithful people to step up to the plate. Is faith practice or is it just stated? We can say we have all the faith in the world, but we can but we can say a lot of things in our lives. I can say I'm rich, but I'm, I'm not rich, but I am rich with Jesus. God used Abraham over and over again in his life. God makes the impossible possible. You know, we find in... Uh, Oh, I believe it's Genesis chapter 18. And I'm going to turn to that real quick. Verses 9 through 14. He says this. Now I flipped too far here, so i got to flip back. Uh, thanks for being patient with me. I don't do this very often, but I'm doing it today, and I'm just making it happen. So verse 9 through 14 says this says, where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. There in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening in the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have the pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, you did laugh. Well, you wonder, because it's impossible, you think. Of course, in man's eyes, a 99-year-old Woman having a baby isn't just possible. And of course, they lived a lot longer then, so it, the 99 probably wouldn't be like 99 today. But we'd think that's ridiculous. And of course, they lived in, uh, you know, like I said, much longer. But Sarah laughed when she heard it. How many times do we laugh at things that God may want us to do? Maybe in the church. Maybe we started talking a few years ago, a number of years ago, about building a new sanctuary. I'm sure there were some who laughed. I didn't laugh, but I surely didn't see the possibility at first, I must admit. Frankly, folks, I was limiting God and so concerned about the visual, how we can make it as a church, 
and how that we could grow and how, you know, what's the best way? I didn't want to put us in debt. But anytime we start looking from man's perspective versus God's, we will face limitations. I'm so thankful that the Lord had uh, my friend, my great friend Mel, who encouraged us to build the church and and certainly helped us financially uh, build the church. And uh, and God filled it immediately. Do you know on the very first Sunday we opened the church in 2005 as Easter Sunday, we had our record attendance of all time. We had three services. We had 1,403 people in that very first service. It was the neatest thing. When I walked out from the back inside there, it was such an enormously crazy feeling. But God blessed us and God opened the doors, you know, and, and we thank goodness we listened to him. I want to listen to God. I don't want to laugh at possibilities. And I got to say this about our new pastor, Pastor Allen. He's a possibility thinker. The other day I said, man, I was surprised uh, several weeks ago of how many we had in church. We broke a, a attendance barrier that we've been after for a long time. And I said, man, I just thought with the weather, I just, and Alan said, well, that's the difference. He says, I believe God's going to do these things. I'm, you know, he's optimistic. And so he teaching me a lesson, Pastor Tom, be more optimistic. And, and I need to be that way too. And so I'm glad he's that way. And I can learn from him. Our God is a creator of the universe, folks. He breathed his breath into man. He formed the earth. He put our planet in the solar system. So can't he do small things that will make a difference in your life? Of course. Sometimes the problem is we are so comfortable within our own box, within our own walls, the ideas of stretching and growing and doing things that seem impossible is too much for us to handle. So we do nothing and we stay in the same old status quo. That's why most churches in America America are not growing. They're going backwards because they want to keep in the same status quo. Maybe we just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because we've always done something the old way. People of God, we have to break out. We have to be proactive in our faith. We have to put legs on God's direction for us. If we stand back, the enemy will jump all over us. It's time to get with it. Sometimes it means trusting God's purpose without knowing why. How many times in your household growing up did your children say, why? Why do I have to go to bed now? Why can't I go spend the night with April? We do the same thing with God. Why should I spend extra time helping in the church? Why should I give my income to God? God is simply saying, believe in me, have faith that I know what I'm doing, Trusting God with tough decisions is essential. If God is going to build his church and we have to trust him and sell out to him and hold nothing back, as I've said for years and years, honor God and he will honor you. The principle is taught throughout the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 through 19, you know, is very important in our lives as we, as we think about the different things that that God has for us. And that's the thing about God is he gives us scripture. He gives us words to share. And this passage of scripture says this. He says, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He would embrace his promise was about to sacrifice his own and only son, one and only son. Even 
to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God even raised from the dead. And so, manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Folks, it was by faith, believing. God wants to use you and I in believing. Will you let him? LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.